Hey guys, welcome to the Sacred Truth of the Universe August Book Club Day 2. I hope you guys enjoyed my first episode. We did a little narration of the chicken soup for the soul and we related it to our daily life, our experiences and that was truly heart touching and wonderful. And um, Guys, please interact, share your ideas, opinions over the blog. So today we will be doing the episode 2 of August Book Club. We'll be continuing with the same uh, theme which is love. But as we know, every story has a unique gist. So this is an anecdote, very short anecdote by two people of their own experience which is by Barry and Joyce Vissel. True love. Moses Mendelssohn, son, the grandfather of the well-known German composer, was far from being handsome. Along with a rather short stature, he had a grotesque hunchback. One day, he visited a merchant in Hamburg who had a lovely daughter named Frumtji. Moses fell hopelessly in love with her, but Frumtji was repulsed by his mishapen appearance. As we all know, this is almost typical, yet a nice, beautiful love story where, you know, like in typical Romeo and Juliet kind, where there are always circumstances that don't support. But of course, as the title says it, true love can defeat anything. When it came time for him to leave, Moses gathered his courage and climbed the stairs to her room to take one last opportunity to speak with her. She was a vision of heavenly beauty, but caused him deep sadness by her refusal to look at him. After several attempts at conversation, Moses shyly asked, Do you believe marriages are made in heaven? Yes, she answered, still looking at the floor. And do you? Yes, I do, he replied. You see, in heaven, at the birth of each boy, the Lord announces which girl he will marry. When I was born, my future bride was pointed out to me. Then the Lord added, But your wife will be humpbacked. Right then and there I called out, O oh Lord, a humpbacked woman would be a tragedy. Please, Lord, give me the hump and let her be beautiful. Then Framji looked up into his eyes and was stirred by some deep memory. She reached out and gave Mendelssohn her hand and later became his devoted wife such a short beautiful anecdote that has actually given the true meaning of honest unconditional love i mean every story every culture tradition has their own epitome of unconditional perpetual love i mean in like in my words if i say regarding spirituality in hindu mythology we have like radha and krishna who were the reincarnations of Lord Vishnu and Lakshmi and the total crux was how their perpetual unconditional love eventually defeated everything and was invincible and it is true in real life those who don't believe in love it's actually running in your veins for those you loved the loved ones and that those souls a person who has such positivity of love, they perpetually, spirit remains forever, basically. So I hope you guys enjoyed this anecdote. Now we're going to a next story.
And this is a long one and interesting one. By that matter of fact, the hugging judge. So don't bug me, hug me. Bumper sticker. So the author is Bumper Sticker Coat. And this is going to be a funny yet really true meaning one. Lee Shapiro is a retired judge. He is also one of the most genuinely loving people we know. At one point in his career, Lee realized that love is the greatest power there is, as we discussed before. As a result, Lee became a hugger. He began offering everybody a hug. His colleagues dubbed him the hugging judge, as opposed to the hanging judge, we suppose. The bumper sticker on his car reads, don't bug me, hug me. About six years ago, Lee created what he calls his hugger kit. On the outside, it reads, a heart for a hug. The inside contains 30 little red embroidered hearts with stuckums on the back. Lee will take out his hugger kit, go around to people and offer them a little red heart in exchange for a hug. Lee has become so well known for this that he is often invited to keynote conferences and conventions where he shares his message of unconditional love. At a conference in San Francisco, the local news media challenged him by saying, it is easy to give out hugs here in the conference to people who self-selected to be here, but this would never work in the real world. They challenged Lee to give away some hugs on the streets of San Francisco. Followed by a television crew from the local news station, Lee went out onto the street. First, he approached a woman walking by. Hi, I'm Lee Shapiro, the hugging judge. I'm giving out these hearts in exchange for a hug. Sure, she replied. Too easy, challenged the local commentator. Lee looked around. He saw a meter maid who was being given a hard time by the owner of a BMW to whom she was giving a ticket. He marched up to her, camera crew in tow, and said, You look like you could use a hug. I'm the hugging judge, and I'm offering you one. She accepted. The television commentator threw down one final challenge. Look, here comes a bus. San Francisco bus drivers are the toughest, crabbiest, meanest people in the whole town. Let's see you get him to hug you. Lee took the challenge. As the bus pulled up to the curb, Lee said, Hi, I'm Lee Shapiro, the hugging judge. This has got to be one of the most stressful jobs in the whole world. I'm offering hugs to people today to lighten the load a little. Would you like one? The 6 foot 2, 230 pound bus driver got out of his seat, stepped down and said, Why not? Lee hugged him, gave him a heart and waved goodbye as the bus pulled out. The TV crew was speechless. Finally, the commentator said, I have to admit, I'm very impressed. One day, Lee's friend, Nancy Johnston, showed up on his doorstep. Nancy is a professional clown and she was wearing her clown costume, makeup and all. Lee, grab a bunch of your hugger kits and let's go out to the home for the disabled. When they arrived at the home, they started giving out balloon hats, hearts and hugs to the patients. Lee was uncomfortable. He had never before hugged people who were terminally ill, severely retarded, or quadriplegic. It was definitely a stretch. 
but after a while, it became easier with Nancy and Lee acquiring an entourage of doctors, nurses, and orderlies who followed them from ward to ward. After several hours, they entered the last ward. These were 34 of the worst cases Lee had seen in his life. The feeling was so grim, it took his heart away. But out of their commitment to share their love and to make a difference, Nancy and Lee started working their way around the room, followed by the entourage of medical staff, all of whom by now had hearts on their collars and balloon hats on their heads. Finally, Lee came to the last person, Leonard. Leonard was wearing a big white bib, which he was drooling on. Lee looked at Leonard, dribbling onto his bib, and said, Let's go, Nancy. There's no way we can get through to this person. Nancy replied, Come on, Lee. He's a fellow human being too, isn't he? Then she placed a funny balloon hat on his head. Lee took one of his little red hearts and placed it on Leonard's bib. He took a deep breath and leaned down and gave Leonard a hug. All of a sudden, Leonard began to squeal, Eee! Eee! Some of the other patients in the room began to clang things together. Liam turned to the staff for some sort of explanation, only to find that every doctor, nurse, and orderly was crying. Lee asked the head nurse, what's going on? Lee will never forget what she said. This is the first time in 23 years we have ever seen Leonard smile. How simple it is to make a difference in the lives of others. Jack Canfield and Mark V. Hansen. Oh my gosh, I am completely speechless after reading this story. And you guys must be too. I mean, at first we get to learn that Lee Shapiro, who is a retired judge, is quite optimistic. And though there may be evil around him, he beats everything with his positivity, optimism. And later we get to know that his friend Nancy, who's a clown, and a professional clown is a wonderful career, like as not for wealth, but to make others laugh, to see smiles on other people. So, they, you know, they go one day, go out to the home for the disabled. And that's wonderful because it's not just anyone on the street that's a challenge. It's a challenge for those who have gone deep into evil, into sadness, those with bipolar, depression, getting them out of the dark hole is also a big thing it's a feat no matter what so they go there to the disabled home and they make everyone smile although they're all ill terminally ill and going through some grimsome phases of their life and at one end of the hospital they see one ward where there is a guy patient with drooling problem at first, Lee is quite reluctant, hesitant to go. But when he hugs, those expressions that come out of that patient, that is like, at first, quite astonishing and perplexing. But 
at last after realizing it it's that first time in 23 years someone has sympathized someone has hugged you and it's even a medical fact it's not just related to psychology or to the brain or to happiness but it's also relevant to the fact that when two hearts meet when two souls meet and try to connect to each other you create a stronger bond rapport power because as we know a single soul has a power but you can definitely undoubtedly create a nuclear force by just connecting yourself to another person in fact hugging others is not just helping others but it's also creating a big proper clarity of mind a better peace of mind for yourself as well So I hope you guys loved this story because this has a lot to think about. He was optimistic, but when it came to that patient, he was reluctant. No matter what, first of all, you can hug anyone. Everyone's a human after all. Am I right? So this is now our last anecdote story for today. by Jack Canfield. It can't happen here. This is the title of the story. We need four hugs a day for survival. We need eight hugs a day for maintenance. We need 12 hugs a day for growth. Virginia Satir. So this is a quote and his opinion that in a day we need four hugs for survival, eight hugs just for maintenance, and 12 hugs for growth. So that is like 24 hugs a day for overall maintenance of our body and soul. And that's what I believe as well. So let's see what's deeper in this. We always teach people to hug each other in our workshops and seminars. Most people respond by saying, you can never hug people where I work. Are you sure? Here's a letter from a graduate of one of our seminars. Dear Jack, I started out this day in rather a bleak mood. My friend Rosalind stopped over and asked me if I was giving hugs today. I just grumbled something, but then I began to think about hugs and everything during the week. I would look at the sheet you gave us on how to keep the seminar alive, and I would cringe when I got to the part about giving and getting hugs because I couldn't imagine giving hugs to the people at work. Well, I decided to make it Hugs Day, and I started giving hugs to the customers who came to my counter. It was great to see how people just brightened up. An MBA student jumped up on top of the counter and did a dance. Some people actually came back and asked for more. These two Xerox repair guys, who were kind of just walking along, not really talking to each other, were so surprised, they just woke up and suddenly were talking and laughing down the hall. It feels like I hugged everyone in the Wharton Business School. Plus, whatever was wrong with me this morning, which included some physical pain, is all gone. I'm sorry that this letter is so long, but I'm just really excited. The neatest thing was, at one point, there were about 10 people all hugging each other out in front of my counter. I couldn't believe this was happening. Love, Pamela Rogers. P.S. On the way home, I hugged a policeman on 37th Street. He said, Wow, policemen never get hugs. 
Are you sure you don't want to throw something at me? Another seminar graduate sent us the following piece on hugging. Hugging is... Hugging is healthy. It helps the immune system, cures depression, reduces stress, and induces sleep. It's invigorating, rejuvenating, and has no unpleasant side effects. Hugging is nothing less than a miracle drug. Hugging is all natural. It is organic, naturally sweet, no artificial ingredients, non-polluting, environmentally friendly, and 100% wholesome. Hugging is an ideal gift. Great for any occasion, fun to give and receive, shows you care, comes with its own wrapping and, of course, fully returnable. Hugging is practically perfect. No batteries to wear out, inflation-proof, non-fattening, no monthly payments, theft-proof and non-taxable. Hugging is an underutilized resource with magical powers. When we open our hearts and arms, we encourage others to do the same. Think of the people in your life. Are there any words you'd like to say? Are there any hugs you want to share? Are you waiting and hoping someone else will ask first? Please don't wait. Initiate. Charles Farron. So this was also by Jack Canfield. And guess what? This is a real-life, non-fiction, personal experience. So Jack Canfield, who happens to be the author of this book, had a seminar, apparently. And as they keep doing reading literary seminars, some people came and they shared their experiences of hugging. While one showed that she was quite uh, cringe and uh, cranky, you know, in the morning, after hugging a dozen people, she felt much better. It, it was as if all of the pain of her soul, her body, had dissipated. While on the other hand, uh, written by Charles Farron, he gave a piece on hugging, beautiful piece for that matter of fact, how medically and not just psychologically as we spoke before, hugging is really healthy for us. It's like a medicine with absolutely no side effects. And I would personally believe that. But do you think that hugging needs a specific occasion, specific moment? Of course not. It's not that if you have fought, then we need to hug. If it's an occasion or Christmas, let's hug. I mean, it can be any moment, any moment you want to express your feelings. Even if you're angry, rather than punching the punching box with and start kicking here and there, getting cranky, creating tantrums, sometimes it's just better to either hug yourself or take any person who's there bad mean evil whatever characteristic traits there are and hug the other person just stay there for five minutes and you will notice the difference so today in love the subtopic was hug and undoubtedly it has shown us a difference by reading it and relating it to our daily life if i would say according to me my opinion like whenever i'm distressed in despair i have a close connection with my teachers and my mother of course as you guys know and whenever it's something that's bugging me nagging me best thing i do rather than taking punching gloves and punching something or kicking it's just better that 
you can vent out with the person you love because they are the ones who can give you the best suggestion in your life. They prepare you for the road. Secondly, hugging them gets you in your comfort place. Me lying in my mother's lap, although even I'll be 53 years old, I would want, would love that, enjoy and cherish that moment hoping that it will last forever. And now we have arising from this own subtopic, we have a challenge for all of you. The challenge is that everyone has to hug a stranger, a person you don't know. I know in the midst of coronavirus, it is kind of tough. So instead of physically hugging, you can also hug virtually. Of course, we're having online classes, online meetings, and resuming our work. Why can't we resume our love virtually? Although it's not the same as face-to-face, that's what we're going to deal with. So the challenge is here. You have to, anyone who you don't know, or you go downstairs, go with a mask, anyone, you go in your neighborhood and say that it must be a beautiful day for, for you and ask if the person wants a hug irrespective of the mood of the weather of anything just as a person would you like a hug you can even do the same thing as the character lee shapiro did you can even pass out your own mini sticky sticker hearts trivial things inconsequential things just makes people happy it's not the big gifts gestures that matter but it's the small things that count and we all know that so let's invoke this, this very same thing in our personal life. Go to a person besides anyone you know and try to express your care, your empathy and say, would you like a hug? Because that makes a difference. It practically makes a different aura, gives a beautiful sense of positive vibes. And even if you don't think in that sense, I know that you are going to like it. So I hope you guys liked this episode and do wait for the third episode of August Book Club 3rd. You guys can please share your feedback on the blog. Thank you and have a great day.